Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We, I mean, everyone has, you know, been online recently, and even if you haven't, it's like world-breaking news. Um, Some might say constitutional breaking news, but um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade is on everyone's minds, I think, right now. And so we kind of just wanted to touch on that before we got started. Yep, we sure did. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm sure we have listeners that have varying opinions on this topic, but it's not just a topic, you know. I don't know how to, I don't want to be so abrasive whenever we're on here. And I'm sure a lot of people come to our podcast to have a bunch of goofs and some laughs and not think about um, things like this, you know, get your life. But this is, I mean, I just want to say that I think it hit me harder when it was just Texas. So I kind of think that I already went through with the I don't know if I should call anger. it grieving or anger rather, but yeah. you know, the crying that comes along with it. Um, right. This time around, it was mostly just like shock. Like, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but it was still mostly just like, well, okay, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I was actually genuinely shocked. I didn't think it was going to happen and it fucking did. And it was like, I feel like the last bit of like hope that I had for the way like life has been for the last fucking 30 years, it like shattered. Mm-hmm. when that happened like I, and it's probably sounds fucking dumb to some people like really bitch but yeah. that's literally how it felt like I mm-hmm. don't know like I, I don't know how to explain it I know what you mean it's like because if the, if they can do this like forget it we're all no right. one's out of the dark now like right like um, we've built up mm-hmm. there's been so many changes in the last like what 20 years at least yeah and, like progressive changes and then this shit happens and it's like what just where did it's right go it's wild it's like before it was um subtle policies being put into place to you know kind of bar people from doing things that were against certain beliefs or whatever the government wants to wants to call right. it but but now this is just blatant disrespect to human rights, like in right in front of our faces all over, you know, the country. And it's like people, like you said, people want to say, because I mean, there were women that were like sobbing, answering, answering like interviews and stuff. And, and people were like, this is, you know, it's taking a lot, it seems like out of you. And they're like, well, it's a, it's a big deal. And so when you tell me, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, why are you crying? It's not you can still get access to an abortion if you need it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not the point. Like it is the point, but it's not just that. Yeah. And when people, you know, try to belittle the situation, it's just not helpful at all. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It's the whole fucking mess. And it is more than just abortion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's way more than that. Right. Um, 
I will say though that someone on Facebook, whoops. <laughs> so I was watching a technique on how to catch money, you know, and like those little tornado things, like oh. they put you in like a little always got to uh, be prepared pod, and they like have money swirling around you. Oh yeah, and you have oh, to catch yeah. it, and you can keep whatever you catch. This lady okay. had like a technique to like catch all the money, so I was like, is it a good technique? That. It was actually really good. She got a shit ton of money. Perfect. So if I'm ever in that situation, I know. What to do. But anyways, <laughs> so sorry. That's me. Um, uh, so someone on Facebook posted, um, I think it was here in San Angelo that they did, but they posted all of the doctors in Texas who I'm not exactly sure what they are going to do or what they are allowed to do, but all I know is the caption says, Texas doctors who understand that not everyone will want babies. So I'm assuming that they will give you some sort of... So um, I don't exactly know what these doctors are like able to do or willing to do, but whatever it is, they can help with... Uh, whatever you need as far as like getting an abortion or something within those lines um but yeah this girl posted all the doctors in texas who can help and who are willing to do something about it or whatever or to help you do it um and one of the doctors is my fucking doctor here in san angelo Oh my gosh. I know. I like got all teary eyed and shit. And that's Aww. just because it's the time of the month. But <laughs> like, oh, oh my what? gosh, are we in sync again? How long has it been for me to be in sync with you? It, it's been some time. It has been, I think. And here we are again. Yeah, I feel like a fucking I feel like a disastrous mess. Like I'm in a fucking glass case of emotion. Same. But um yeah, and so I got really excited about that list, but at the same time, it reminds me of the fucking episode that we did on the anti-abortion murders and shit, yes. attacks, mm. and it scared me a little bit for them, but... Um, right. I know. But at the I same time, the list does need to be out there for people that do need the help, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, imagine... This overturning happened this week and imagine like finding out in a couple of days and it's like, oh, well, wasn't planning for this and certainly don't have a plan now. Um, right. So there are organizations. I wish I came prepared, um, but I'm sure if you look on any social media platform, you guys will find organizations and uh, people who are naming and listing out those organizations and stuff and where you can reach them. So uh, luckily there are helpers already. Uh, and I... I know that there have been uh, some organizations that have been collecting donations for a while now in case something like this ever uh, happened. So they do, yeah. like you said, they do have the resources. Um, I, I'm not sure about like traveling, like if you have to travel to them, if they would be able to help you with that, but some places they do. So right. I know the thing about this is like if this overturning would have happened uh, like in the 80s or the 90s or something like that. Like, if, in other words, if it was all shit, like the history was shifted towards the, like, if it, this happened sooner than it did, in other words, 
we wouldn't be as prepared as we are now. So in some ways I'm hopeful still, but in other ways I know that the government is just like, they don't care to even lie to us anymore about what they're trying to do. Right. And that part is scary because in the end, you know, we don't really have power over like the authority of like the country, but at least we are helping each other. And that's what I have seen in the last couple of years through social media and just in general, people who are um, like-minded individuals are finding each other, befriending each other. They might have never met each other, but um, I do know that there are people helping and that's what right. makes me feel okay in the end. But it still is very just jarring the fact that they would do yeah. something like this. Yeah. It's just, I don't even, I can't even begin to like understand, but I mean, and I there is or, a bunch of like uh, people like trying to explain like what it means with this overturning and stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's just so much shit going on that there's also a lot of people that don't understand what is happening. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't know. It's it does need to be talked about because they people don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, I do want to say if any of our listeners are in the San Angelo area on the 4th of July, um, there is going to be a woman's right protest in front of the courthouse at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if anybody wants to go to that, you are more than welcome to. That's awesome. Um, I have to check out here what the Tulsa people are doing. They, uh, I think they've already had some protests the last couple of days, but mm-hmm. on Fourth of July, I'm sure there's going to be like a big, a big one. And yeah, everybody oh, right. check your local, you know, your areas and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just make sure you're registered to vote. That's all I can say. I mean, right. Make sure your address is up to date. They will do anything they can to be like, you can't vote. And then, like, sorry, I mean, it's your right. And what are they yeah. going to say about that next? You know. I am just, I'm concerned about um, the main concern now is that if they've done this, there are indigenous groups that are going to be targeted next. And there are same sex laws that are going to be targeted next. Mm -hmm. Um, Sodomy laws. Like, are you kidding me? Like what we do in our bedroom, it's going to, it's, it's just bad. It's bad. We are, they are really trying to turn back the the clock here and yeah, here I thought all of those people were dying off but I guess they've done a good job raising their kids so it's fucking really scary but that's a lot of people's answers they're like well it's how I was raised I know I don't want to kill babies that's how I was raised well like, you know great. uh you, for you I fucking can't I can't that's how I was raised oh were you also raised to be a fucking cunt because right right sure you're a shining star at that right now I feel like if anybody is having like a hard time discussing with family and friends these topics, because when I was in high school and stuff, oh boy, I loved it. I loved arguing with my parents, my uncles, my aunts, like come at me. Yeah. <laughs> I was very militant. I like to argue with them about everything though. So, uh, and same. Nope. Not even going to go. That's so uh, Right. <laughs> Well, I was going to suggest there are other ways if, you know, some, you know, okay. I know that with some people there, they've, they were born for this, like their, their rage has been waiting and they're just ready. But some people, you know, they're more submissive about it and they're like, well, I I don't want to lose my friends and family over this 
And some people are like, fuck them. But if you're one of those people that are trying, that you think you can maybe sway some of your friends and family, what I would do is um, nonchalantly be watching something that's informational while they're around you so they can just listen and act like they are not listening. Um, Sometimes you think that'll sense. spark, it'll spark a uh, argument or you could watch, you know, a Grey's Anatomy episode that might explain it or, or a Handmaid's Tale episode. Just start watching things to where, just like they like to pull at our heartstrings trying to tell us that we're killing babies, you know, mm-hmm. um, they can see it from a different point of view, a view like Christina Yang, she did not want children Owen wanted children. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy, but situations like that where she, (laughs) I know, where, you know, Meredith is like, I would, not a spoiler (laughs) alert. It's like very detailed, but there are a lot of shows, even um, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. That was an amazing show. We need people to see other people that are from other backgrounds where it's not just my privilege and my opportunities and my choices. I I can raise a family. I can afford it. So why can't you? People need to see. If they're not friends with different people from different backgrounds, they're not going to understand. And that's right. just the bottom line. And that's why I don't judge Republicans right off the bat. And that's why I don't judge you know, people with certain um, you know opinions right off the bat is because they were raised a certain way. They have no idea you know, the, the depth to certain things. And so that's just my opinion. That's just my advice. Um, but, but that's that on that. And yeah. But that's (laughs) that on that. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. Maybe we should have left that one to the end. (laughs) You always cut it. I Every time I know. we like start off heavy and then I got to get into my fucking topic that's like, woo! Kicks and giggles. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, at least it's a palate cleanse from the rest of the shit that. that we just talked about. Awful. And even though it is important to talk about, it still fucking sucks to talk about it and to hear it. So, yeah. I just can't. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, that I fucking wanted to add to what you were saying, though. Uh, it is good to do that, like to have to expose people to things that they don't know anything about, you know, like to so they can mm-hmm. learn and shit. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, especially in the fucking South, that I for some reason just. Mm-hmm don't want to let go of shit that they've learned. Like they don't want to unlearn shit and learn Mm -hmm. a new way to do it. Like I don't. That's true. So there, I can understand the struggle with that. I can, because I live with one that is like slightly. Mm -hmm. Me too. Same. But but yeah, you, I mean, you still need to try it. Just, I get it if it's hard. Right. Um, I feel, I don't know. I just, it, they're not going to get it sometimes. Like you said, they're just so, they don't want to unlearn anything. So they won't get it until unfortunately it happens to someone they love and it's, you know, going to break them <laughs> over that. Even you then, know. there's people that like. Oh, people who disown your kids over. Yes, I was about to say. Oh my God. 
they are so like set in their fucking ways that they literally will disown mm-hmm. that they quote unquote love because of that. Like, I don't understand. How are you going to love God, quote unquote, more than your fucking flesh and blood that's right in front of you that you were looking at in the face that you birthed or you helped contribute to that birth? Like, Right. Mm -hmm. Or not even that. Like, just other people. Like, there's people that are flesh and blood in front of you but you would rather not see them as a person, as a because of their choice. I just, oh, which I is not a choice, but that's a whole nother. It and, is. I mean, other. and but you know, they'd rather deal with the people around them judging them for disowning their child for being gay than them being judged by other people for them having a gay son. You know what I mean? Like, right. what's yeah, the? It's, it's still the same. It's just like I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, to each their own, as they say, but we can't think that way anymore. We can't, we just can't. I don't know. It's, I heard a recent theory and here I am again, being the freaking radical one of the bunch, but you know, we're technically in a recession right now, but it hasn't been like labeled that like on the news. And people are saying that this Roe v. Wade situation might've been a way for us to, not only distract ourselves from hating the government, you know, get back to hating each other if we're on opposite sides, but also um, maybe tr- start triggering a civil war situation with a state by state basis, because we all know what uh, used to be a state by state decision a while back, and that was not fun. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to Jeremy. Jeremy was listening to again TikTok about that. A chick was talking about like if there were to be a civil war in modern times now, it would not be the same at all. Like it was back in the day, you know, like it would, it would be even worse than it was then. It would be complete destruction and it would be the perfect way for us to come out of a recession and rebuild our country again, start all Mm -hmm. over. And hopefully, yeah, you know, scary. all the radicals got killed off is what I'm thinking the higher ups were, you know, we're hoping for. We take care of it ourselves instead of them having to police us and all that. That is fucking terrifying. Martial law situation. I wouldn't survive. I wouldn't. Girl. I guess I better. We got to start prepping. Treadmill. I was going to say. I wanted to start going running around here, but I probably should like bring a knife or something with me just in case. The fucking man that. Oh great! Yeah, gonna be out there. Oh lord, I know it. Chasing you. You need it, buddy. No, thank you. (laughs) You would get a kick out of some shit like that. (laughs) Sure. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Well, this is my house. No, it ain't. Don't you live over over there? (laughs) Oh shit. He's a spy. Whenever the Civil War <laughs> happens, he's going to tell them that radical bitch over there oh. runs around this area right here. Good point. I she might as well self-identify. I don't, but you know, I should go ahead and put my equality flag out front and all this <laughs> and that and see what they say. Everybody will just leave the fuck alone now. You think? I get freaking egged and TP'd. My house gets TP'd. Oh, shit. Those old people ain't going to be doing that shit. Sit their kids on me, their grandkids. 
Oh, plenty. Um, oh, shit. Okay, that's... All right. Good transition 20 there. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes of us just fucking talking. Bitching. Yeah. Just bitching. <sighs> okay. Um, so today... <laughs> well, I just... Keeping it in classic fash- fashion, I have a question for you. Ooh, ask. What comes to mind when you think of Louisiana? Like, and what comes to your mind? Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Beyonce song formation. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's ADHD brain right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Is that it? Is that all you think of? And swamps in the bayou. Okay, great. So, okay, well, my next thing was, what about swamps? But you said swamps. (laughs) Wonderful. We're going to talk about Cajun swamp folklore. Oh, my God. Yes, everything... Well, not everything, because there was a lot of shit, but um, <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that has to do with Cajun folklore um, and swamps. Located about a half hour northwest of New Orleans is a very small town called Fernier, which is surrounded by wetlands called Manchac Swamp. It's a popular destination for locals and tourists looking to immerse themselves in nature. Beautiful cypress trees, alligators, turtles, and migratory birds all call Manchac Swamp home. Another resident of Manchac Swamp was Julia Brown. So according to census records, Julia Brown was born Julia Bernard in 1845 She married a laborer named Celestine Brown in 1880. About 20 years later, the federal government gave her husband a 40-acre homestead in Frenier to plot, or a 40-acre homestead plot in Frenier to farm, property that likely passed on to Julia after her husband's death around 1914. Official census and property records don't make any mention of, okay, before I say that. So a lot, or like the legend says that she was a voodoo priestess, but Mm. official census and property records don't make any mention of Brown's voodoo work. But that's not especially surprising. According to mentalfloss.com, a modern New Orleans voodoo priestess, Bloody Mary, I feel like I've talked about her before. But Maybe I you did mention her. I think I did. Well, well, here we are again. Uh, she told Mental Floss that she has found references to a voodoo priestess or queen by the name of Brown, who worked in New Orleans around the 1860s before moving out to Frenier. Mary notes that because the towns had no doctors, so Brown likely served as the local healer or trader, trader, geez, which is a folk healer in Louisiana tradition and midwife using whatever knowledge and materials she could find to care for local residents. 
she, Julia, was happy to do this. And she um, would travel the village performing rituals to help with childbirth, which this fucking thing said rituals, but it's literally just performing procedures. Gadula. Cool. <laughs> yes, basically. To help with childbirth, to fight infections and cure illnesses. Mm-hmm. The afflicted always recovered quickly and the locals knew that whatever magic or power julia was harnessing not only worked but was a powerful force as with most things that are readily available the people began to take julia for granted it wasn't that they didn't respect her in fact they loved her it was just that she was always there for them Uh, they began demanding or expecting her help without even asking They began to assume Julia would always be there and take care of them, which she was, and uh, that is until she felt that she wasn't getting the respect that she deserved. Mm. So Julia began to scare the locals, pretending that something, or predicting when something bad was about to happen to them. The townspeople were terrified, not knowing whether she was foretelling future events or placing a curse. Mm. regardless of what it was julia always knew when something bad was coming uh to frenier and it was on september 28th 1915 that julia made her final and most terrifying prediction to date she began singing one day i'm gonna die and i'm gonna take all of you with me over and over again (sighs) Uh, there is an oral history account from a longtime area resident who has since died. Uh, her name is or was Helen Sherlosser Berg that says Aunt Julia Brown always sat on her front front porch and played her guitar and sang songs that she would make up. The words to mm-hmm. one of the songs she said, one of the songs that she sang said that one day she would die and everyone and everything would die with her. And then she died. Mm. Uh, Knowing every other prediction Julia made had come true, the townspeople were desperate. They all gathered at her funeral, hoping that the show of attention and respect would put her soul to rest. Unfortunately, however, their plan did not work. As the nails were being hammered into her coffin, a sudden and unusually devastating hurricane ripped through the village. The following was taken from the New Orleans Times Picayune, uh, October 2nd, 1915. Many pranks were played by wind and tide. Bleeps, and I'm going to say bleeps because I don't feel comfortable saying the words. So if anybody comes at me with, uh, you need to say the word because they need to know the hit, whatever bullshit, just fuck off. So here Mm -hmm. we go. Bleeps had gathered for miles around to attend the funeral of Aunt Julia Brown, an old bleep who was well-known in that section and was a big property owner. The funeral was scheduled and Aunt Julia had been placed in her casket and the casket in turn had been placed in the customary wooden box and sealed. At four o'clock, however, the storm had become so violent that the blanks left the house in a stampede, abandoning the corpse. The corpse was found Thursday, and so was the wooden box, but the casket never has been found. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's kind of creepy. 
Mm-mm. So many lives were lost. Okay, that was the end of that article. <clears throat> uh, so many lives were lost that the locals still claimed to find skeletons surface. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Only to drift down the swamp. They also speak of Julia as a beloved local healer, choosing to believe that she wouldn't have acted, acted with malicious intent, suggesting that Julia's song of doom was more of a warning than a curse. Some even believe that she tried to perform an anti-storm ritual that had failed or she ran out of time. Aww. One of the lucky survivors recounted his experience from, the, from New Orleans having left Manchac Swamp during the storm. The water was washing in the front door. We thought we were gone. All the camps down there gone. On the big lake that had big timber, big cypress timber, it was just like a break bore went along there. I'd bet that storm blowed every bit. Wait. Oh, yes. Every bit 120 or 30 miles an hour. You could hear it come across the South Pass when it hit our place, just like a freight train. Jeez. Uh, despite efforts by developers to rebuild the area, the only thing that remains on the island where Julia once called home was a mass grave where the dead were buried. As a result, the island is believed to be a highly active paranormal hotspot. If you listen carefully, you may even hear the sound of a ghostly voice singing Julia's infamous song. Um, uh, okay, so also, if you... There's a video on fucking YouTube of these paranormal investigators uh, going over there, and I didn't watch it, but I'm assuming it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but today if you care to see for yourself you can take a boat tour through the waters of manchac swamp and onto the island with cajun pride swamp tours let's do um so after i i was looking for pictures to send to you for the instagram Mm -hmm. and there was a motherfucking uh, article literally from 15 hours ago like literally that this fucking uh, police lieutenant was like yeah I can attest that um, the story of Aunt Julia was because of me because he like wrote a book in whatever I don't remember what day, when what year it was but he wrote this book that mentioned her and then it like went on from there and I was like that is some fucking shit (laughs) so then he swears that he made it up like he mentioned that she was a voodoo priestess and then it blew up from there and I'm like listen here white man okay I was gonna ask yeah he was so (laughs) I'm not sure how true that is or not or what the fuck I don't know I just read that article that literally came out 15 hours ago and I was like that's wild what weird timing I know I was like what (laughs) <laughs> I literally like I wrote this shit or I fucking researched this shit so typed it up and shit, all over again. like three days ago and then that fucking shit happened today and I was like I can't well so is she a legend 
you yeah so you can go out there and find out for yourself if you want which i wish i could but i would be more terrified of the alligators than her so dude they will drag you down there and do that death spin the death spiral the death roll oh yeah no so um there's more we not with uh Actually, anymore but okay so we've got a little haunted action and now what else creeps through the swamps at night what else can you give anything actually you won't. crocodiles crocodiles i mean that's a good one but okay here we go the swamps surrounding new orleans are also rumored to be home to the rougarou which Ooh. is the cajun werewolf You've never heard of it? No. What? I swear, not a one time. Okay. You, have you ever watched uh, Blood and Chocolate, the movie? Yes. They mentioned Rougarou. I'm going to watch it again just for that. That's one yeah, of my favorite Yeah, they mention movies. it. I don't, I oh, I think wow. that's where they, it. they mentioned the whole thing that I'm about to talk about. Not the whole thing. Oh, oh you're, I'm lying. I haven't seen Blood and Chocolate. I've seen like Water for Chocolate. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch Blood, Blood and Chocolate. It is a little bit corny, right but it's like Twilight. No, it's not even like Twilight. It's really I fucking adored that movie. Oh, I never heard of Blood and Chocolate. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, you're right. Is it? Did nope. you look it up? It's on Tubi and Pluto TV and YouTube for free. We'll look at that. Anyway, sorry, go on. Interesting. Never heard of it. Oh, it is on Amazon Prime, but you have to... Oh, nope. You can't... Oh, yeah, you can rent it for $3 <laughs> on Amazon Prime, too. Okay, so, yeah. Um, this legendary creature of Cajun folklore is often depicted in literature and images as a man with... A man's body with a wolf's or a dog's head. Mm. And its supernatural abilities are closely linked to the traditional concept... Of the werewolf, but there are a bunch of different versions of it out there. So, okay, so origins of the Rougarou die or fuck what? <laughs> origins of the Rougarou lie in 16th century medieval French folklore. During this time, however, the Rougarou was called Loup Garou. Loup is French for wolf and Garou refers to a man that transforms into an animal. Um, so in these times, many crimes were blamed on the beast, ranging from theft to kidnapping of children. There was a significant belief in the beast by the populace that people were put... There was such a significant belief in the beast by the populace that people would be put on trial and found guilty of being a Rougarou. Can you fucking imagine? No. I'm not too sure why I'm so shocked. People were out here hanging witches and shit. Right. Quote unquote. Or like if they didn't float, they they weren't a witch and they're like, they're dead anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that was some fucked up. Well, it looks like she wasn't a witch. That's what's going (laughs) to happen Rest in peace. Lord, um, I don't know. 
So French and Canadian settlers, as they migrated, brought with them the legend of the beast to Louisiana. It was eventually through the Cajun French that the name Rougarou came to be. The Cajuns, also known as Acadians, are an ethnic group that make up a significant portion of South Louisiana's population, if you didn't know. And according to Cajun folklore, the monster is said to inhabit the swamps and sugarcane fields around the Acadian and greater New Orleans regions. Often the story of the Ruru has been used to instill fear in the hearts of Cajun children as a way to command obedience. And another variation of the story, the half-man, half-wolf monster targets and kills Catholics that have failed to follow the rules of Lent. Great. <laughs> it was also preached that French Catholics that broke the lints that broke the lint seven years in a row would be hunted down and killed by the beast. Jesus Christ. Whoa. I would have been murdered. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, according to the 16th century folklore, people viewed the phenomenon of the Rougarou as a genetic disorder rather than something you could catch from someone else or be cursed into by a witch. According to the genetic version, a person's life would be normal until something happened to trigger the condition. The person's body would enlarge and then they would develop a craving for a raw meat. In order to complete the final transformation, the person slash Ruru had to take a bite of human flesh. Mm. It's kind of like a vampire. Right. In another version, a Ruru is a human that has been placed under a spell. A spell that you will soon, that as you will soon find out, is not that easy to break. Folklore will have us believe that a Ruguru has the opportunity to change back to a human after 101 days, but only after finding another human who is willing to have the curse transferred to them. Who the fuck? <laughs> According to some other accounts, the process of transferring the curse involves the willing human drawing the blood of the Ruguru. When this is done on the 101st day after the curse was initially placed, the former Ruguru is freed from the curse and allowed to take human form permanently. I don't... Okay. However, according to other accounts, there is no escape from the curse. Once uh, the human is cursed, it's permanent. The Ruguru life involves shape-shifting into its beast form every night and then being forced to transform back into a human at sunrise. This is similar to that of a traditional werewolf. However, unlike a werewolf, the Ruguru during the day appears weak, sickly, and vulnerable. Jeez. Despite being a monster of legends, just like its cousin the werewolf, the Ruguru has its weakness. Some legends of the beast say that it can only be killed by fire. Others say it can be killed while it's in its vulnerable human form. And if you don't have the stomach to fight the beast, you can protect yourself through other means. For instance, there is a legend that says placing 13 pennies at the entrance you wish to protect is the way to go. According to these legends, the Rougarou, when it comes across the pennies, will begin to count them. However, 
due to its incredibly poor math skills. <laughs> the beast can only count to 12. As it gets to 13, it becomes confused. <laughs> so it'll begin to recount the pennies, continuously perplexed as it encounters the number 13 until sunrise. <laughs> That's wild. That is very interesting. It's fucking funny. At this point, the beast is forced to retreat uh, as its human form begins to resurface. A simple yet effective trick to protect yourself from the beast. What the fuck? That's funny. Uh, The French Cajun of Louisiana embraced the Rougarou so much that every year in October, there is a festival held in downtown Homa called the Rougarou Fest. That is fun. Yes. I want to go. Um, Past participants have described the festival as fun, and until COVID, it had managed to attract a decent crowd each year. And you can also see a Ruguru at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans. Ooh. And there is another cryptid, another swamp cryptid, and it is called Le Fou. Hold on. I'm Le Du Fromage. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? <laughs> Le Fou Fale. Oh. Wow. Let's go to France. Um, or the Cajun Fairy. <laughs> and there is... Okay. Okay, it's the Cajun Fairy. So Arwen Lynch, she tells a story like really great so i'm gonna read what uh she wrote on the website marylumanbooks.com and the title of her little story is a louisiana ghost story le fou follet ready Mm -hmm. okay Deep in the bayou, late at night, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you might see a ball of light moving just a ways in front of you. Now, some folks will tell you that it ain't nothing but swamp gas. You can believe that if you like, but let me tell you about Le Fou Follet before you go trapezing through the swamp in the dark. Le Fou Follet, the old Cajuns say that they are souls escaped from purgatory, or maybe they're the souls of babies who were never blessed in the church. Mm. That's a trigger warning for all our conservatives out there. Right. Perhaps you believe them to be fae or elves dancing over those marshy places set to trap unwary wanderers in the swamps and bayous. Whatever you believe them to be, La Fufale holds a grand place in Louisiana folklore. If you wander into the bayou, deep where the darkness holds sway, where the gator and the water moccasins keep court, you might see those dancing lights. If you're coming home after dark, pulling your piro, isn't that cute? Pulling your piro <laughs> along in the black water. Don't be surprised if those lights are following you along the shore. They can't cross the water to get you. So don't be afraid, but do be wary when you step back on land. Mm -hmm. 
The other way to stop these restless spirits from following you is cold iron. Take that pocket knife and thrust it into the ground behind you. That'll hold them for a bit. An elderly Cajun woman told me she didn't trust a knife. She preferred needles, uh, saying that the foo valet just couldn't resist trying to fit through the eye of the slim bit of steel. Hmm. There have always been tales of mysterious lights luring travelers to their doom. The Scots have the -the will-o'-the-wisp, and the Slavic people tell tales of ghost lights. The Danes and others chase those lights knowing that there is a treasure buried beneath it. But in Louisiana to this day, you can buy a beer in a bar and listen to someone who escaped a foufale just last week. Go down to Gonzales, Louisiana, just outside of Baton Rouge. Get directions for the intersection of Bayou Narcisse Road and Gante Drive. I'm or Gante Road. I'm not entirely sure if that's how you pronounce that, but uh, expect to hear dire warnings about what will happen to those foolish enough to follow the lights, though. Some will tell you the Gonzalez Fufale is harmless. Others will tell a more compelling story of terror. I've seen the Fufale dancing across the bayou late at night, once gazing out of my bedroom window while, while dreaming about a boy I hoped would call me. A flicker of something caught my eye. I remember straining forward, trying to make it come into focus, but it just danced at the edge of the water, seeming to mock me. Uh, Some fae part of me cried when I realized that I shouldn't follow the flickering wisp of brightness. When I went to tell my mama, she told me not to mess with the devil and to go to bed. She called me a foolish child, but I heard her stick that steak knife in the front porch. Mm Mm-hmm. So now that we've met the Fufale, I can tell you this legend, which is my last legend before part two. Um, So according to legends, pirates often used the dark, murky swamps of Louisiana to safely bury their treasure where no one could find it. Famed pirate uh, Jean Lafitte used this this method of saving his booty. But stories Mm -hmm. add he also slew one of his men and buried the body with the treasure. This Mm -hmm. ensured that the man's soul bound itself to the area and the hole's valuable contents. Stories claim such a spirit turns into a floating light called Fufale, which is certainly a spooky sight in the middle of a dark swamp. Those who claim to have witnessed a Fufale say it emits a blue glow a vengeful presence and sometimes leads swamp visitors off to parts unknown so they can't find their way back. One famous Fufale story involves two men who saw one and decided to follow it and dig up the treasure it guarded. One man grew greedy and knocked his companion out to take the treasure for himself. Unfortunately, he suddenly began to sink along with the treasure and woke his friend up with his screaming. The other man ran off and later returned to find the ground hardened and no trace of his friend. Hey. Hey. Quicksand. Right? Scary. (laughs) So those are part one of 
the Cajun Swamp folklores. Or folklore. Oh my gosh, that was fun. I yeah, love folklore. It's new. It's a new little thing. Is folklore going to die out, you think? Or not die out, but is there any more that could become folklore? Or am I like, you know what I'm trying to ask? Am I asking the right question? Like, is there... Like, what exists now folklore-wise is all that there will ever be. Like, is there ever going to be more, you think? I feel like there might be more. I mean, there's a small group of people that, like, keep that shit alive in each, like, culture. You know what I mean? True. And I feel like if there's still people that are, like, superstitious and shit, they'll add to it by, like, just – they could literally offhand be, like – well, I did this and it brought me luck. Mm. So then other people start doing it and then it just grows. I see what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. And in part two, I do talk about um, Cajun superstitions and stuff like that. Favorite. My favorite. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, like I said, I hadn't heard anything about I, that's all. All of that I'd never heard before, and um, I hadn't heard that podcast episode. So this was fresh and fun Yay. for me. Um, all right. Well, Fawn is standing next to me, so she's like, <clears> let's hope ready. she lets me finish. Yeah, she she recognizes certain like words, like keywords that I say, so she knows when it's about to when I'm, I'm about sure to hang she... up the phone and. Notices <laughs> body like language that. too. True. I think the word "well." She always gets up whenever I say that because that's <laughs> my cue. She said, "Yeah, I'm not to look at her because she's just waiting to bark right into the mic." But um, oh, <clears throat> well, y'all, um, let's let's get through this week, get through the next week, and just make the best out of it. I mean, that's all we can say, but always come back on Friday and join us for an episode to get your mind off of uh, the tough stuff for a little bit and talk about something creepy with us. Um, So yeah, thank you guys for listening this week and make sure you join us next Friday for another episode of Gimme the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Thanks guys. So did we give you the creeps?